Liverpool's corner. Another trick. Van Dijk with a swing. Important little touch by Eric Dyer. Oh, it comes to the team. Look again. He's everyone welcome back to another episode of Liverpool perspective in this episode 16 and last episode episode 15 was our first episode that was on YouTube so for those who watched thank you very much I think at the moment there's like I think there was like 21 views so who like actually clicked on the link so it's good to see but yeah we had a huge week this week we played Arsenal we played Real Madrid Dylan is here this week uh, back. <laughs> yeah, he's back, and we are, and we also have Omar after we lost to Real Madrid three one. So Omar's our guest. He's a Real Madrid fan. Welcome, Omar. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. So yeah, it's been a, I guess a mixed week. We we have we got a big boost for our top four chances. We thought we could get through it. We could maybe get through in the Champions League, get a good result in Madrid, and it, it didn't go well. So, I mean, what, Dylan, what did you make of these these two performances? Um, well, the first thing I want to say in regards to the Arsenal performance is, besides that our statement win against Arsenal, even though it's Arsenal, um, it was actually just a really good week for us overall between Chelsea losing, Leicester losing. The only thing is United won. But... Um, I mean, yeah, Everton, have- Everton drew, and so it's it was a pretty good week for our chances in actually making the top four. But it's still an uphill battle. Um, other than that, um, obviously, you will always take every three 0 win against a major club like Arsenal, even though Arsenal is a shell of itself. But um, I mean, did you see that? Yeah, it was an overall just really good week for us in the Premier League, but then in Europe. Wasn't our best, but the one thing I want to take away from the Real game was we got that important away goal. So if we could shut him out with a 2 0 win, we'll take the tie. Yeah, well, I hope we could do that. I mean, I'm wearing this shirt today, never the most solid shirt from the Barca game. Mm-hmm. So that's our, yep, I'm definitely gonna be wearing that for the second leg. Yeah, Omar, what have you made? You obviously around with Reed, you guys beat us, you guys got a big win against um. Who do you play? Ibar? Yeah. 2-0. You're back in in the Liga title race. So what are you made? Yeah, so like for the, for the La Liga, this was a good win. Um, it's very important because this week we have our game against Barcelona, which is going to be decisive for yeah, the we'll title race. About, we'll definitely talk about that as, as the podcast goes. But yeah, keep going. Um. I guess it was like a good win, so to prove that Real Madrid can have a good performance before before Liverpool's game, and in Liverpool's game, I guess the team showed great performance. It was like the best the best performance I saw from Real Madrid this season. Hmm. Yeah, I was saying this is this is like a big result for you guys, and you guys played really well in that game. Well, let's let's first go to the let's talk about the Arsenal game a little bit more and. Let's get into that. Uh, this is obviously a big a big game for us in the top four race. Um, earlier on, we saw Chelsea get hammered by West Brom. Literally, I woke up I woke up at like ten o'clock or something like that. Then I see the result. I'm like, oh my god, like th- that's a big, big, big result for us. Yeah, I actually uh, turned on the TV and it was the first channel that I was on. This my TV's often set to whatever it is, NBCSN, and um, 
It was the only game that oh, time slapped. And I just, yeah, yeah, same thing. I woke up and it was, uh, I was just shocked that Chelsea was losing by that much. But um, I mean, we'll take it like any day of the week. And it was really just a piss poor performance by Chelsea. Yeah, they completely collapsed after going down in 10 minutes. And then mm-hmm. Kuko was going with three in the back still and play, having no midfield. I mean, it's so hard once you're down by 10 men. Yeah, he did. But he, those, you shouldn't even, like, you should, uh, one of the things about the sport is I think you should actively work to avoid getting a red card. Yeah, that's true. If there's one thing that you should do more than score goals, it's not get a red card. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, so that our gaming is Arsenal is huge because of that. And for in the first uh, first 60 minutes, we we dominated. Actually, the big thing was that Jota didn't start. Firmino started instead. And that was the, the interesting thing about it. Uh, but, yeah, but what did you make of Jota not starting? Do you think he was just resting for Real Madrid? Um, yeah, most likely, but... I do want to see him more active, just like in. But he is such a good player for us, right? Recently and before he was injured, and he's proving that that he should be, I think, interjected into the starting three every week. But just swap out who he's, like, just rotate the players so Jota's in. So rotate, either take out Salah, Firmino, and Mane, and rest one of them, mm-hmm. a game. You know what I mean? And just keep yeah. rotating it. So Jota gets a chance to play. But he is really just proving himself as our premier goal scorer this season. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, interrupt. But, I mean, in this game, like, I think Jota was rested because of international break. He played, like, two games, right? And he played mm-hmm. he played three games, sorry. So he played every game, so I'm not surprised. And Wijnaldum was rested for the same reason. But, yeah, it's just very worrying to see us for 60 minutes. We couldn't score a goal against Arsenal. And it only took until Jota to come on for us to score a goal. He brings some different energy. Yeah, he bring, gives. He has a, like he's very more confident than all our players right now, including Salah, especially Mane, mm-hmm. Firmino. Like it, it's really annoying to see because we can't. It, like once Jota comes on, I'm like, okay, we're gonna probably win the game now. And it's it, odd. Exactly how, that's exactly what happened. You mentioned um, Mane, and I'm glad you brought that up because um, I. Do view Mane as one of the, like he in the last few years, like two like the year before this, two years ago, I think he could have been a top three player in the world after Messi and Ronaldo in the, at that time, like twenty nineteen. Yeah, I'd say, and um, he is, but he's just he isn't playing with that same create with that same flash. You know what I mean? Like remember that goal he scored well back in the day in a run against Bayern. Like, that was a really just beautiful goal. And he hasn't brought that beautiful game into his recent performances. And it's really reflected. And it's kind of just dragging the whole offense down until Jota comes in with this energy, this kind of swagger, and just takes over. Mm. Yeah, Emane definitely hasn't been the same. Obviously, Omar, I mean, what you, what you thought, like, overall with our form heading into the Madrid game? Obviously, Mane wasn't firing. Uh I think Mane was probably rumored to go to Madrid as well as Salah. Salah has kind of been firing lately, but even that we were discussing in, in the last podcast when Dylan, when Dylan wasn't there and, and we, I was with like Armand and Justin, like Armand brought up the point of what's going on with Salah this year. And like, so like overall our front three hasn't been. So what do you make uh, like heading into the game? 
Yeah, I think Liverpool have been suffering in terms of offense this this season, especially. Like neither Salah or Mane or Firmino are are in their form. Um, I was worried because like also they could still have a good class, and Salah has scored two goals with his with his international team. Mm. And also like Real Madrid's defense was bad, so I was hoping I was like expecting much more from Liverpool's attack against Real Madrid. Actually, well, yeah, you're Egypt, you're Egyptian. So what do you make of like? Salah's form overall because obviously he's like the main man in your in your country. So yeah, so he's the person carrying the team, but like the team is not performing good overall. But like he 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 isn't he hasn't been in form. It was just like an easy game for him to score. It yeah. was an easy team. Yeah, Arsenal Arsenal honestly just a joke at the moment. Like they they just played Slavia Prague and they could they tied one one. They gave up a goal in the last minute. And everyone is literally rooting for them because of what happened with Slavia Prague. And so it, was, it just, it, yeah, it's not, it wasn't the biggest win, but to win 3 0 against Arsenal, especially after over the years we've been struggling to beat them. Like last year, we lost 2 1. So it was good to get the win. And we also have been much better away from home. Like we are right now, we're fifth, we're fifth in the league table away from home. With 26 points. That's more points than what we have at home right now. We have 23 points at home. And Dylan, remember remember we were talking about our away form earlier on this year and saying that was the big problem? Things have flipped its head after our um, historic losing streak at Anfield, of course. Yeah. But um, it's so shot. Like, I remember we would always be the most afraid of our away matches, just historically, because it was Fortress Anfield. But yeah. uh, I guess maybe it's that pandemic 2020-2021 weird world where uh, Liverpool's better on the road now, apparently. But it's still not even better. We, we need better performances across the board. And to look at it as a home-away split is no story. It's just, there's no fans at any of the stadiums anyway. Yeah. So, I think it's more based on, um, we just need better performances across the board. Yeah. And that was what well, we're at. We do have a fortress in is at London because we in our in fortress our, London. Yeah, in our, in our six games we play at London, that we have we got five draws and one five no five, not five draws five wins and one draw. That one draw was against Fulham, the one one draw. Besides besides that, we won all our games, and that includes Chelsea, that includes Arsenal, that includes West Ham, Crystal Palace, that memorable game, and Spurs. So yeah, but yeah, we we completely dominated this game. Like our expected goals is two. The last yeah half hour was really yeah. Our expected goals was two point three eight. Arsenal's was point one two. Like that's embarrassing. Point one two. That's how do you even like? I mean, Liverpool's defense is so bad. They should at least have like a good amount of chances. You'd think. Well, we almost got that against Real Madrid, especially in the first half where we had a zero expected goal, zero <laughs> shot or total. And so let's let's get right into that game as well, because uh, yeah, first of all, Omar, what did you make of the game? What did you make of your li- actually? What did you make of your lineup? Obviously, lead up leading up to the game, you had Varane. Like I know Armand was saying how Kroos was like 50-50, like he wasn't going to play because of some injury. We know Ramos couldn't play because of an injury. He's been—I heard he's been on and off getting injured like that. 
then you had Varane getting pot, get tested positive for COVID. So you didn't have your first two center backs. You you were rumored to not have Kroos, which is which is your main player as well as what we saw during the game. So like, what did you make of your team's chances heading into like with all these injuries, like and stuff like that? To be honest, I I, did, I, I didn't expect Real Madrid to win this game, especially with our terrible defense throughout the season. Um, it was it was surprising this performance came out, but I think they then focused on our on our midpoint, which is our midfield. So this is what gave us advantage in the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You definitely won the midfield battle. That was like when you have Madrid, Kroos, and Casemiro. That's such a good midfield. Even though, even though it isn't the same as it used to, because I guess they're getting older, but they still have that. They still have that experience in the big games, in the big moments. You could always trust on them to turn up because they're just world class. And you saw that with Kroos, to be honest. But we we were just shocking. I mean. What did you like, Dil? What did you make of especially that first half? Um, I, there's no way, like, just lifeless. And I mean, the second half was worse because obviously we didn't. We just kept not scoring, or I mean, we kept losing goals to them. And but the first half was just like lifeless, completely lifeless. Like we could have, if we maybe put any some energy into it could have maybe put a goal or two away and it could have tied the game 3-3. If we maybe put Real Madrid behind us in the first half and they were fighting to get a goal back, it would have been a completely different game. But we had zero energy in the first half and that completely put us behind already for the second half. So when they it was tied 1-1, we didn't have any flow to us and Real Madrid was able to just put it to bed. We just, we just had zero chances in the first half and it just felt... We were we had some good pressing moments a few times, but we just we just gave the ball away so so much in that first half. Like like Genie was giving up the ball a lot, and like Nabi Kete was giving up the ball a lot, and like like Jota was giving up the ball a lot. Like I don't, like in those forty five minutes, like no one had a good game. We were just giving the ball to Madrid right in the on the plate to be honest, and and. And then, like we had, sometimes we weren't pressing enough. What, like for example, when when Kroos made like I think it was two balls, like the two goals, it all came from Kroos having too much space. Juato, or someone in the front three needs to be pressing them. It's either you press Kroos or you don't keep your offside line so high when you have two slow center backs in Phillips and Kaba. So I thought that was that was really poor there from us. And it's just it was just two long balls. It reminded me of the two the game against Chelsea where Chelsea were just hoofing it long to like a, like like how Mount scored for example. Like we they hoofed the ball to Mount and then he was able to finish it. What was our possession stats for the first half? I haven't. That's a good question. I think it was actually 50-50, but I think it was just more of us giving the ball away a lot. Like overall in the game, we had more of the ball. We had fifty four percent to forty six. Believe it or not, That's, that was surprising. But I thought legitimately that we that it felt like Madrid controlled the ball more in the first half. But maybe that's just because we had when we got the ball, we did nothing with it and <laughs> just give it away. Yeah, we we were just we were just not there. But I was I know it's not an excuse. Obviously, Trent actually was 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 horrible. Like he was just 
Like the the second goal, for example, like he just gave it right to them. And Vinicius was causing so much trouble on with on, with Trent. Like Trent couldn't deal with him at all. Vinicius looked like world class, and yeah. it's Vinicius. He, I mean, he's a good player, but he shouldn't be looking like like our how our strikers make other defenses look. And yeah. he just tore us apart. And that goal was evidence, man. I just, I, as soon as Vinicius scored, I knew we all, that Liverpool didn't have a chance yeah. to win this game. Yeah, what did you, um, Omar, why you made the Vinicius? Because he's, uh, he's, he was like, I think he was man of the match in that game. Alongside. Yeah, this was his, this was, was his fifth game of this season. He scored two goals against Liverpool. Like, this is, this is, of course, amazing for him. And it was also surprising to see him perform this good because, Usually he just dribbles the ball, but he's not able to score. So it was surprising to see him score twice from maybe four chances or something. So it was surprising to see him score two goals against Liverpool. So has he been has he been good this year or like like overall? Like or you're saying this is his best performance? Because I remember he played well against Man City last year, as and like that the game you lost. That's a bit, I mean, I don't I haven't I don't really watch Real Madrid games, so I'm just curious because I know he was like a rising talent for you guys. Yeah, so he's so great. He does everything but score a goal. So like he would just go through all players, but not able to shoot at the goal. So, oh, so this was, this score. So. yeah. So like this 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 game, he was able to score. So like we were happy about it. Mm. Like he was very complete this game. Because he's yeah. usually not able to score. Mm. He's, I mean, he's very young too, still, right? He's like twenty something like that. So yeah, yeah. So he's been so that's good for him, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, I think what was it? I think like in the lead up to the second goal, around like, did you see like Mane was like throwing goal with the long ball and like Mane? I I don't know. I thought Vasquez fouled him, and that could have been. Uh, Sending off. It's not an excuse for the, our performance, but like, what did you, what did you, what do you think of that? Do you think it was yeah, like a I, or? I, I think it was a foul, but I'm not sure like why it wasn't called by the referee. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. But he was the last man, so that could have been a red. Fine. I don't think it's necessarily a red, but just a foul. Yeah. It, well, it would have made a big difference. Obviously, the goal happened right after it. But, Dylan, did you see that incident? Um, what minute was it? Like right before we, Mane was like throwing a goal, and like Vasquez, like it was like we sent a long ball to Mane, and Vasquez um, kind of pushed him over, and then Real Madrid scored right after. Oh, I, the thing is about like those types of incidents is I hate when um, like that happens, and it's like a like if it's a bad call towards Liverpool, like yeah, the ref, ah, oh, come on, but um. You can't argue it. You got to keep saying in the game. And once you start arguing is when you leave yourself wide open to anything. And you could tell the players did not like what happened with that call. And they let themselves up for that goal. So you think, you think people, the players were thinking about it too much? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that, it was not an excuse for the first half. I think Klopp said it was an absolutely, absolutely atrocious game. But for us, to be honest, we were just nowhere to be seen. First half, we it looked it looked like Real Madrid were playing were playing like I don't know Ibar. That's what that's what that first half looked like. It was two no first half. 
some like people said, journalists said it, it flattered us. I don't know, two, like two no, losing two nil in the first half is pretty bad, especially when you have another half to go. If you play like that, continue playing like that, you'll be you lose the game four nil. But thankfully, we didn't play that bad in the in the second half. We were kind of getting into the game more. Like uh, I think, actually, wait before we get there. What did you think of Nabiketa getting subbed off forty second minute, Dylan? Because uh, I was interesting, but I feel like how you agreed that uh, the midfield wasn't really working. They were just giving away the ball. Um, so I think it was important maybe just to rejuvenate the midfield, maybe get things flowing a bit more. And you could tell it kind of worked. Is that after you subbed off, we went back into the locker room and we came out and we were considerably better team in the second half than the first half, but we still weren't fully there. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree. What did you make of Kato starting in the first place? Because, like, out? Um, it was an interesting choice, obviously, and I feel like I like Kato, and I feel, and maybe Klopp wanted some creativity in the midfield to get some action, and Kato either works or he doesn't, and he didn't. Yeah, I thought. I think I thought. I think most people thought that was a good. It was like. A good, they were happy to see Kata play. Like, you yeah, know. no, I like that. I like him too. And I really think yeah. when he's working, when he's in full form, he is a really good midfielder. And there's not many better than him. But he's, when he's not in form, I it just, he doesn't, it doesn't work out with the rest of the team how he plays. And it, he just doesn't click. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think, I mean, Keta was definitely a wild card to, like, put on, especially in such a big game. And pe- and people, I think most fans were happy to see him on. They were surprised, but happy, you know. Keta has some pace. He's good with the ball, could cause some trouble. So, and he's, like, a more attacking player. So, people, uh, fans are usually more inclined to be happy with those type of players. But, and then I saw, right after Keta performed so bad, people, not, then some fan pages were starting to complain, oh, he he only started two. He only started like two games out in the past nineteen. Why is he starting in the biggest game of the season? I mean, you didn't say that before the game. Like you should not be saying anything now. But yeah, it was, I think I think it was. I mean, it, it's easy to say now, obviously, but it was probably the wrong decision. I think Klopp realized. Like I think Klopp said, Kieta was playing was was well, doing well in training for the past two weeks. But if that's the case, then you put him against Arsenal. You don't put him in the biggest game of the season. Like, that's where, in the in biggest game of the season, you need to put, put a strong, the strongest midfield you have. And I, I guess Keta wasn't, wasn't it. But it's, I guess, too easy to say it now. And I think, obviously, Klopp realized that before the, half, before the first half. And I think also another thing with Keta, he wasn't really tracking back. With tra- he wasn't helping Trent at all. Because you know, like, how we have, a, we have always a center midfielder always like helping him. We didn't have that here. And he was very isolated against Vinicius. So that was another reason. Yeah. Thiago definitely made a big difference in the second half, especially. He he gave us a lot of control in the midfield that we needed, especially against the midfield of Croix, Casemiro, and Madrid. You need someone who can, who can control the, the tempo because that midfield is really good on the ball. And we needed a ball-playing midfielder. And I think Thiago should have started. Because just because of that, yeah. Then we got a huge away goal. It was actually a nice play from us when we had. I think Trent came and Genie. Like, what did you think of the goal? The goal was pretty good. No, it was actually a. That was one of the like. 
Just, I, I didn't watch actually the full game at the end. I was stopped, but um, like after I saw Venice, but I was like, I really got back into the game. Like that was like my most hype. Like that, the few minutes leading up to the goal and after the goal, where like I was really in the game, and I remember them scoring. I'm like, okay, keep this energy up, boys. Like this is like if we could take down Barcelona, like we are it's nothing, and we scored the goal and immediately got comfortable and. Yeah, they scored on our skin. <laughs> and then we actually missed the. I was pretty nervous. Like it was, what? I don't know what's the with VAR and like I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's the same thing in in the in in La Liga Omar, but like 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 in in the Champions League, like literally you didn't see like they called off. They were looking for offside, and you don't even see like a screen to like see where they're actually how they're checking offside. Like is that the same thing in La Liga or because you know like in the prem they you they show you the full they show you what the VR is looking at. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure about it. I don't watch La Liga as much. Uh, I don't see how VAR VR works in La Liga. Mm. Uh, but I think like after this offside incident, after they were checking, they showed it like five minutes later. They yeah, showed that's it was weird. Actually yeah, later it's weird, but. Yeah, it was a it was a decent goal. Jota played well, like Jota did well in the build up. Why now them did well and we got a good goal. But yeah, uh then yeah, then the three one obviously like we just fell asleep at in that point. Like Vinicius was just felt like Vinicius made a good like a good like quick run, but like no one is no one is there. Like like yeah. I was just like sleeping and like we weren't like on it, and that was kind of like two one would have been a good result for us. But like when you could see that thirty goals, just I mean, yeah, what? it was it was like two players. It was Benzema and Vinicius, and like there was no pressure from the Liverpool defense. It was just a a terrible defense from Liverpool. No, it was yeah, it was just it's gonna make it that much harder. We need two goals now at Anfield, and yeah, and. If we like, as I said, if we brought that energy coming off that first goal, we could have scored another one. Or, but we shouldn't have. Like, like we should have just kept a clean sheet after that. But we had to. Yeah, two one was a perfect call. But we yeah. could have made it. We could have made it two two as well. Because remember when Jota was 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 through on goal, then he decides to square it to Mane. Like you just, if you shot the ball, it would have been. It would have probably been two two. So it's very, I, mm. it was very annoying, and then Real Madrid scored right after that as well. So it was the it's like a game with the tiniest mar- of margins, but we definitely didn't deserve to win that game after the first half, for sure. And even the stats after the whole game, like I'm gonna give you some stats of, of this first half. Real Madrid had the expected goal of 1.8. Ours was 0.00. I mean. Zero. We didn't have a single shot all game. I mean, all half. Then the the second half. In the second half, we actually it was actually more of a tighter game because I I think Real Madrid had like the the lead and they were kind of holding on, but especially after three one. But we had more, we had a, a greater expected goals of like it was 0.76 that to Real Madrid's 0.3. But the damage was done in the first half, to be honest. And yeah, shots and targets seven to one. That's like unacceptable. Shots overall sixteen to seven. And we had, and as I said, we had more of the ball. 
And this is actually the first time Liverpool failed to attempt a shot in the first half in the Champions League game since November 2014. And you know who that was against? That was against Real Madrid away, the 1-0 game. It's, I feel like uh, Real is just kind of a... I don't want to say a kryptonite, but it's, there's the name Real, and you got to get over that name. They're just a team, yeah. and we don't seem that we can. Yeah. Like how we... like. This is brought back just, I mean, the scoreline, but just very familiar vibes to that final. Yeah, it is very familiar. But, I mean, to be fair, Zidane, I think Zidane had, like, a master class in that game. Like, how he was able to contain us. Like, mm-hmm. kind of No, but this was just our weak performance. That was just... Was very class, but I think Zidane was able to, was doing well tactically to slow us down to their level, to the level they want us to play in. And then, and then, then it was just... The qual- just the quality of of Kroos and like and of Ramos to be just quality. When they have chances, they will score. I mean, what what did you think of Zidane's performance, Omar, Omar, in this game? I think it was amazing. Um, I think he proved he's a good manager overall, and and that he can come up with good tactics in crucial games. Mm-hmm. Um, he was able to take advantage of Liverpool's weak defense and high lines through through our strong midfield. So I guess it was amazing performance from him. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I mean, do you, I guess my question is, what do you think of Zidane over, like, overall? Like, because I remember when you guys were struggling earlier this year, it was like Zidane now, like rumors around, like, you know, what do you, like, what do you make of Zidane overall? I mean, you guys started badly and now you kind of creep in. Like, do you think it was Zidane's fault that you're bad form? Like, I'm not really yeah. sure because I don't really watch Real Madrid, but I think it's not his fault because um, a lot of players have been injured. Like Hazard, he just like comes on for one game and gets injured for the rest of the season. Um, also, there's no tra- like the club doesn't make any transfer purchases. Mm. There's no good players. Um, the defense players are getting old. For example, Sergio Ramos, he's like 37 or 35. So, yeah, oh, I don't Ramos. think Zidane. Who, Ramos is 37? No, there's no way he's 37. Oh, he's 35. Yeah, yeah, sorry. 35, even 30. He's 30. No wonder why he gets injured so often now. Yeah. Because I, because I, also, I Armand told yeah. me he gets injured very often. So, I guess that's why he's 35. So, I guess Real Madrid was never able to sort of have a backup for these aging players. Yeah. For example, Modric. Modric is amazing, but he doesn't perform good. Every game, mm-hmm. we don't have backups for these players. Yeah, that, that's a pro- that's definitely a problem when you have. That's, yeah, that's definitely a problem. You have an aging team, and that's why you're getting so many injuries, especially to Ramos, specifically. But yeah, uh, what did I, so yeah, it was it was a terrible performance. But overall, um, what do you think? Our, what do you think, Dylan? What do you think our chances are to get through to win two 0 Um, I'd say thirty percent. If like actually one of the chances, but um, there's always in that back of my mind. We're at Anfield. It isn't the Real they used to be. We have history of coming back from game in games like this, situations like this. And then I mentioned before the away goal. That at least we didn't lose two nil or three nil there. The fact that we got that away goal could change the whole tie because we just need two two goals now. And we're through. And we needed two goals in the clean sheet, which Liverpool has done time and time again. So 
if we could put in a a good to great performance, that it's all we need to get through. Yeah, Anfield, the the stadium where we we have we have lost our past six games, and we haven't won there since the the Tottenham game, which is our first episode. That's the stadium. That's that's insane. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I'm not sure but how much confidence. There needs something to something has to change, and if there's any game it's, to this, change at Anfield, it's it's this one. Listen, I have I have my shirt ready. I'm gonna probably wear it on Tuesday on when we're playing Wednesday. So I'm gonna wear it. So we'll see what happens because we we can't we can't give up on this tie, and hopefully our team doesn't give up. But the thing is, right now, especially with our defense, I think. Do you think we actually could keep a clean sheet? Like, that's going to be a big question. Two goals is hard enough already, but with that good of a Real Madrid defense, like, their defense were solid. It's it's going to be a task, but it is an achievable one. Yeah. And we yeah. kept Barcelona to a clean sheet before. Yeah. Real doesn't have any of the attack that this Real team doesn't have the attack it used to. Yeah, but we, we've, we've kept a lot more threatening teams. To clean sheets. Yeah. And there's just only two. There's two differences. Our back line is not there. You're playing a four, fourth and... That's fourth. true. And we, and we have no fans at Anfield. So those are big key differences. Mm. So, I don't know. I'm keeping my hopes up. I'm probably going to predict we'll win 2-0 because why not? But am I confident? No. But maybe as the game approaches, maybe I'll have some, some hope. Maybe it's unrealistic hope. Maybe it's just delusional hope. I don't know. But Omar, what do you, what do you think of the tie right now? Do you think you're you, you do you think you'll blow it like Bar- your your rivals Barca did, or do you think you'll show your class unlike them? I'm pretty sure Real Madrid will make it through. Um, they have very much they have very good experience in the Champions League um, from past years. Real Madrid have proven that they don't lose in the away games, even if they. Like after they win the first games in the home, I I also think it's not impossible for Liverpool to come back, but I don't think it's possible to keep a clean sheet, especially with this terrible defense. Yeah, that clean. I, I think clean sheet is a big task. I think we may have to win three one and get three goals, get extra time because that's gonna be. They cannot concede a goal against that against that team, Real Madrid team with Vinicius, if he actually scores like he did this time, maybe he'll stop scoring again like you say he usually does. Um, maybe we'll have a chance, but it's going to be a big, big ask, to be honest. He not concede the goal. We'll have to be solid defensively. And that'll be hard, but yeah, we guess we'll, ha- we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, so let- let's get into like the other Champions League matches. Let's go through them. Because there are some good matches this week, to be honest. And the first one I want to go to was the is the team we're gonna the game like the the tie like the winner of this team these two teams are playing against us. Chelsea Chelsea beat Porto two 0 Chelsea look like they're gonna get into the semifinals. Did any of you like see the performance, of the game or not really? I heard about it and I just. I mean, they got the easiest matchup. I would have wanted to face Porto. Yes, we all wanted, right? But, yep. Yeah, I was actually watched the game. Like we were watching the Bayern game, and we were watching the the Chelsea game at Stern the other yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like with a few people, a few Chelsea fans as well. Chelsea didn't play well. 
uh, to be honest. Like Porto were the ones creating chances, but they weren't creating big chances. But they they I think at one point the expected goals ratio, like the expected goals was like 1.8 for Porto or and like 1.6 or whatever. And Chelsea was like at near was near no. And so Chelsea weren't playing well, but they created the biggest chances and they got they got two goals off Mount who with a brilliant play of Chilwell. So they got the job done, probably threw into the semis. Would you, I mean Omar? Right now you're you're ahead. You're three one ahead. So would you be confident with the Chelsea matchup? Yeah, I would say so. Um, Real Madrid have more experience than Chelsea, but also Chelsea isn't a bad team, and they have been pretty much in form lately. So it's gonna be a tough game, not an easy one. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think we have any right to talk about the Chelsea us playing Chelsea because right now we need to beat Real Madrid first. We need to beat them two 0 So. Yeah, but uh, the other game was uh, Man City versus Dortmund, 2-1. Man City won 2-1. And, and I did, I, I, in my whole thing, I did say, I did say Man City would win 2-1 in this game. And then Man City will blow, will blow it, will blow it in the second leg. So uh, let's see what happens. I'm halfway there. Halfway there. I hope that comes true. Yeah, I mean, if we're out, at least let's have Man City go out with us. That's and yeah, I, I heard a bit about that game, and I just heard that um, Manchester City, but like Dortmund couldn't really do anything as much like as Man City was doing, because they just didn't have enough control. But I could like I've heard I heard that Man City wasn't in their best you know form, and I really hope that translates to the second leg. Because I'd love it'd just be funny to see Dortmund. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see a little bit of the game or not? Or not? We were all watching the Liverpool game. For some reason, if Manchester City loses um, against Dortmund, I feel like this the final is going to be a repeat of, uh, was it 2013? No, it, no, it can't be because Bayern and Dortmund are... Oh, the they're on the same side? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Semi-final. But, yeah. But did any of you see like the Dortmund, like the Belligan goal? The the, he stole the ball. I'm not sure I pronounced his name correctly, but like he stole the ball from Ederson and they called it a foul. And like the referee blew the whistle. That was a foul. Ederson, even though he cleanly got the ball and and the Belgium guy scored. So like Man Man City got away with it. Dortmund were robbed. I mean, did you any of you see that or no? Yeah, uh, I saw it. Uh, well, it was really controversial because some people say it was the attacker's fault. But, yeah, it was... You got the ball, though. Hard. You got the ball. so Because he, he had his foot up in the air, so some people say it was dangerous. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. He, got the, he clearly got the ball. Dylan, you didn't, did you get a chance to see that or not? That's the one thing I heard. Yeah. And... You could probably find a clip. You could fr- probably find a clip of it right now. It, it was so so blatantly obvious, not a foul, but and it was. Did they what they call the foul for contact? Yeah, contact. Even though there's no contact, Anderson, that is okay. Yes, and Anderson just fell on the floor. Referee, was like, I predict oh. Dortmund is gonna win three 0 Just Haaland's gonna score a hat trick out of revenge. Oh, there you go. Now, mm. now you, you called me crazy two episodes ago. I mean, uh, but no, I mean because I thought Manchester City like would have put it away, yeah. but 
now Holland's they're gonna Stormin's gonna have fuel. I I said two I said two one. So is my I said two one first leg. So it's looking good. Look, that's the only uh, that's the only thing that made me happy after the game. Seeing Man City win only two one. <laughs> Not four nil. It was actually one one, and Foden, Foden scored the last minute goal. What player Foden is, by the way? Like that kid is just something else. Now he's producing in the biggest stage. Like he he scored against Liverpool. He was he was the man of the match in that game, and now here he now against Matt Dortmund he scored the, the winner for such a young guy. He's definitely he's definitely a young player this season. Yeah, you can't debate that, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's he's someone to watch for sure. But yeah, I mean, Man City were un- unconvincing. They got the win, but second leg is going to be. Omar, what do you think will happen in the second leg? Because I think this is a leg that's worth predicting, to be honest. Yeah, um, I would expect Man City to go out. Cause... Go out? Yeah. Oh, now, now everyone's know. getting in, in, in the hype train of Man City going out. Okay. Yeah, I actually expected Man City to go out last round, but they didn't go out. I, I hope they go out this round. Uh, so you're not the biggest Man City fan. What's what? What was your what's your score prediction? I would say three one. Three one. Okay, Laura, that's gonna be an interesting game that happens. I'm gonna say two nil. Two nil. That'll be that'll be so funny. Even though Man City, not, I don't know, two nil. Yeah, even that'll be really funny to see that happen. And then the uh, last but not least, the biggest game of the top of the quarterfinal, bigger than our game, even though our game is pretty big itself. Liverpool, Real Madrid, Bayern two, PSG three. What, what game that was! I can't believe that. Uh, I like PSG won. I can't believe it either. I don't think I think Pochettino can't believe it himself. Did you see the stat? Did you see like the game overall? Like, I actually see the expected goals that uh, Bayern had so many more, and they couldn't. The possession stats—it's crazy. No, forget that. I mean, possession had happened, but like the but no, because the shots just—it's thirty-one to six. Wayne Gretzky says you miss every shot you don't take, but you don't hit every shot that isn't accurate. So take accurate shots, and you'll win games. And you could take six accurate shots and score three goals. But if you take 31 non-accurate shots, you'll only get two. <laughs> well, that, game was basically, that game basically showed that Bayern were missing Lewandowski so badly in this game. Like, when you, they like, didn't have a clinical finisher yet. Yeah, they have triple Moteng. He's not a good finisher. He's from like Stoke, PSG. I don't know how he gets to these teams. Like... He got relegated for Stoke, and then he went to PSG, and then he went to Bayern. How is this possible? Look, I don't get it. Yeah, he, he has to have. Like we were talking, I was talking about this with a few people. His agent has an in. I was talking to a few people yesterday about it. Like we were watching the game, we were like, he has to have a good agent because there's no other way. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. And I mean, he's just living the life. He, yeah, he's living. The, he, he could be second choice. He doesn't care. You know, he's on top. Best teams in the world. Yeah, well, I can't complain about that. So, yeah, and I think wait, Chipo Moteng won the Champions League last year. Oh no, he went. He was in PSG last year, right? How many titles is he gonna win with Bayern this year? Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. And with PSG, and he's like, he's thirty-two years old. Like, why would you why such a player? Yeah, just get go along with it. You don't need to start. You get to meet all the world-class players of Mbappe, Lewandowski, Neymar. But, yeah, and this game was basically a Lewandowski 
and it was not Lewandowski. He wasn't playing. It was a Mbappe Neymar show, especially Neymar. Like that, they were just clinical from the first minute. And I think PSG, PSG's lack of midfield with Verratti being out and and Paredes being out was definitely a big miss, and they were definitely being dominated in the midfield. But and and second, like I think both of them are coming back. I believe. I think Verratti was suspended or Paredes. I don't know. Someone was suspended, so. They'll have their their, I think they'll have their midfield back for the second leg, so that'll be big, and yeah, and it was just it was just funny. It was just an, and Marquinhos got injured as well. I think after Marquinhos got injured, he came off in the 30th minute. That was huge because I think that was when Bayern started to get more control of the game because Marquinhos is their best center back, obviously. So if they're without Tim Marquinhos, that would be a big test for PSG to hold on. To their lead, yeah, it, it was just it was kind of just insane of how how that game went. And did you see Neuer's mistake, uh, bro? I was hearing best goal in the world, this that. I mean, Allison actually made the mistake too in our game. I forgot to mention that in the, in the third goal. But Neuer's mistake was in like a capo mistake. That's yeah. Also, Kappa. I'm not sure. Like, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, no, go. So I'm not sure. Like, if the weather had something to do with the mistake. He oh, like yeah. anticipated the ball to go to the right, so he didn't expect this ball like to be in the center. Mm. Yeah, fair enough, but still, it's a goal. You're the best goalie in the world. You and yeah. you know you expect better. Yeah, but what? Who, who do you think is going through in this tie? Uh, I'm still gonna say Bayern, just because they're the better side. And well, how long is Lewandowski gonna be out for? Out. Uh, he's out for both legs. Oh, then. PS, if PSG just needs to hold it to what a, this could be interesting. They, they just can't, they don't need to let Bayern score and they win. So, well, this game is absolutely insane. So, I don't know. It's well, they still don't have Lewandowski, but yeah. if PSG scores a goal or two, I don't see Bayern coming back realistically. Well, yeah. is the second leg is in Paris, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, if PSG scores a goal or two, I don't want the thing is, it's PSG. You know, they're, they're like they're kind of like Man City in battling games. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah. that's true. At the same, except last year. Last year they got easy draw. They got Atalanta, and then they got they got uh, they got Leipzig. Right? Those were their two games. Their two their two matches. Mm-hmm. So they got easy. They got easy like few games. This time it, it's Bayern. They, I don't know, Omar. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would say PSG is going to make it. Um, um, they have better attacks. They have Neymar. They have Pepe. Like, both players are at their best performance this season. And Neymar was really amazing last game. It was amazing to see him be sort of the playmaker for the game. He assisted the two goals. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say PSG has the um, scoring advantage. Mm. Yeah, I would say... I'm going to edge it to PSG. I think PSG will, will I don't know what this, I don't know what's going to happen. This, this, this tie is kind of insane. Like, like it literally flipped so quickly. It was 2 no PSG. I was like, okay, this tie is over. another dead tie, overhyped dead tie. Then Bayern just come back. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go for like a 2-2 draw. That would be like, it could be like a 2-2 again. Like, who knows? Who, who knows what can happen? 
It is amazing how the Champions League final ended 1-0 to Bayern, and this game was just absolutely insane. This is the Champions League final we wanted. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. Like, you know, with, with these type of games for two legs, it's going to be pretty fun to see. Uh, yeah, that's basically the... I, we, I was going to pre- talk about... We were talking about some of the games already, like the previous... Like the Premier League games we, that I want... Obviously, we're top four contents. No, we didn't really mention a lot of them yet. Um, new, what did, did you see the Newcastle Tottenham game? I didn't see it either, but I, I know Tottenham bottled it, and that was good for us as well. We, I've, I it was in Newcastle, right? Yeah, it's in Newcastle. Newcastle goal. Yeah, I heard. I heard Tottenham was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, and then also Wolves, West Ham won again. And that, yeah, I heard that. Mean that was actually. I said I talked about Manchester United winning. How that wasn't good. That might be worse for us. West Ham yeah. winning. West Ham. I mean, man, they're in the top four. They are, uh, unfortunately they're irrelevant in our conversation because they're doing well enough. But West Ham Lingard is just on fire. How, what What do you think made him not play well? Like Manchester. I- I don't know. I mean, do you think it was just him? He was too starstruck at Manchester United? Like, he was too involved with being a celebrity, being part of United. And then when he got to West Ham, it gave him a taste of reality and he played better. But listen, he's a good player when he plays well. And Mourinho actually got the best out of him. Mm -hmm. Ole didn't really get anything out of him. But yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a wacky transition to this game to that. But yeah, West Ham got a big win and that yeah, we play and then we we also I mean I think I previewed I talked about the other other fixtures as well. Like Everton that one one one. I think we mentioned that already. Brighton, you said it was a letdown. Brighton were one 0 up for a long time. Chelsea got washed. <laughs> Chelsea got washed. We mentioned that. We'll say that again. Chelsea got washed. To all those Chelsea fans. Yeah, actually, Chelsea, to be fair, they have a lot of tough games left. Like, I remember mm-hmm. you were talking about this, Dylan. Yeah, a few weeks ago. It's, we, have a, we have a decent to tough schedule, but Chelsea has a gauntlet. Chelsea, let's, let me um, reiterate their schedule. So they play Crystal Palace now, easy enough. Brighton, that would be a challenge, to be honest. Because we know how Brighton, Brighton can play football, to be fair to them. So Is it in out. Brighton? No, at Chelsea, but still. No, no, is it in Brighton? No, it's at Chelsea. Oh, it's at Chelsea? Oh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, it's still no fans, so. Yeah, but West Brom beat them 5-2. So. At Stamford Bridge, right? Yeah. And yeah. Brighton are, that's what makes the result even worse. And Brighton are in the relegation battle, so they have everything to play for right now. That's a dangerous, to play teams in the relegation battle is, is really dangerous. So, that mm-hmm. could be lost points there, maybe. Then West Ham away. That's gonna be a that's a that's a good game for us. Drop points either or either, for either team. Mm-hmm. Um, Fulham at home. That's also a tough game. Fulham are fighting for relegation. They need any point they anything they could get. Then they play Man City away. They play Arsenal at home. That's probably the easiest game to be honest. Even if you said, don't think uh, Arsenal would put any more entire derby London matchup. I don't know. It's, it's Arsenal. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pro- it's that's probably the easiest game for Chelsea except the Crystal Palace game that's coming up for that's, them. I can't believe that. Yeah, that's shocking. Like I think Brighton is harder for Chelsea, but then then they play Leicester 
at home, and then they play Austin Villa in the final game of the season. Those are all like you mentioned Chelsea, West Ham. You mentioned Chelsea, Leicester, Chelsea, Villa. Those are all crucial for us. Yeah. And Man City, Chelsea. I mean, Man City's not as much because Man City's going to win. Oh, yeah, I know that. But like Man City are going to spank them, and that's going to be good for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. The West Ham are in it. Everyone's like, the winning against Arsenal is big, but it's just a shame we can't fight in both fronts. We, we may not fight in both fronts if we lose to Real Madrid. That would be a shame. But yeah, let's get into the Liverpool um, Villa game. And then we'll get we'll get to other games, including the El Clasico coming up. But yeah, Liverpool versus Villa. We six home losses in a row. We were a man to that seven winless games. We we know that. Uh, but yeah, last time we played against Villa, we got a seven two defeat. Remember that game, Dylan? Do I remember that game? Oh yeah. When you were bragging about Man United losing six one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think will happen this time? Good news. Grealish is still 50-50 going to play. We don't know. I don't think he's playing. But that's the good news. Now, what do you think will happen in this game? I'm going to say a draw. I don't think we're going to drop another one at Anfield. But um, Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to be back in a winning form at Anfield. And Villa, if Grealish doesn't play, I don't think they really will score. Maybe a 1-1 draw, I'd see. Uh, here you go. Again. Yeah, I don't know. It's so like I don't want to. I one one draw something safe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know anymore. You, you know how the game like, so unpredictable. I was the thing is I was confident. I I said one one against Arsenal. Well, against Real Madrid, I was confident for some reason. For some stupid reason, I was confident. Then we lose. So I, you know what? I can't be confident anymore. Even though I said two would win two nil just for the sake of it, but I'm not that confident we'll get two nil. But but for this game, yeah, I probably agree with you. I'll go for a 1-1. I haven't seen us play in Anfield for a while. So unless we, we, we're proven wrong somehow, I, I don't really – I think I can't really change because our performance at Anfield has been awful. Omar, from the outside perspective, what do you think will happen here? I think Liverpool should win at least this game to prove they have, they have something to play for for Real Madrid's game. So if they win this game, it's going to be – a a boost for them to perform sure. in Real Madrid's game. Actually, that's a big point you brought up, Omar. Like this is actually this is a bigger game than just a Premier League game. This is a, a big game heading into the Real Madrid game to give us some confidence we could win a game at home. Like, what what do you think of that, Dylan? Because we're obviously winless in seven at home. That so we could get that little boost of confidence that we could win a home game. That would be big for us heading into this because. I honestly, if I think if we're going to win a home game, it's going to be against Madrid. I'd say tie this and then we're going to wow. win the. Well, listen, if we can beat Real Madrid too, though, I'll take the draw against us. I will take that yep. loss, even. I don't like. <laughs> I, I want to get. I'd rather be in the Champions League fight than the top four scrap. And beating Real Madrid would be a big boost in that, even though I'm not sure how we'll do in the final we get there. But yeah, preferably we win all the games. But yeah, what's your what do you think? How do you think we're gonna line up for Austin Villa though? Like, do you think we'll be different, like rotating for the round three game, or like how do you think we'll kind of? Like... I actually do not think. Yeah, I think Thiago is not gonna start because if we're gonna start Thiago against Madrid mm. this time, I think Klopp will learn. Mm. Um, I mean, keeper Allison, of course. Like, we'll have Robertson probably playing like always. Would you keep the same front three, or would you put Jota in? Because I'd want Jota to play against Madrid. Oh. Hmm. I think for me, honestly, for me, looked kind of good when he came on. 
Like he was kind of building up. Yeah, that. I'd say we put the front three in. Oh, I think the front three. Actually, mm. I'm not keep sure. Jota I, I from Madrid. needs to be dropped for this game. I put mm. on. I think I prefer Jota on for this. Like, yeah, I, I think I don't know. I feel like Mane needs some wake up call for the Madrid mm. game. I don't know. If you bench him, I think that would be a good idea. If we play Jota, then I think I'd change my prediction to a 2-0 win. <laughs> oh, and both that? goals. It's going to be a brace from Jota. Oh, Jota just makes a big difference for us. But yeah, I think, honestly, I'd, I'd, my front three would be Jota, Firmino, and Salah. Mane would, needs to be dropped. And kind of for us, like some confidence. Uh, Jota was rested against uh, against Arsenal. So like he was already rested a bit. Mane hasn't been rested yet, so... I would drop Manic. And then in terms of the midfield, that's an interesting one because we have, I don't know, uh, will we keep the same midfield? I don't think we'll play Kieta after what happened, to be honest. Do you think we'll play Kieta? No. I don't but think- who would we play? Would you play? Will we start Thiago or are we going to start him for? Well, I, I think Genie will play because Genie was rested fully against Arsenal. So he's definitely going to play. Then we- yes. Well, I think Jones, actually, Curtis Jones will probably maybe we get a start. I agree, yeah. Yeah, because you, so John scored against Villa last time we played them at home. Anfield. He scored, that was his first goal. So we would have Jones. We would have – who's the other one I'm thinking about? Jones, Wijnaldum. Who's the other midfielder? Milner? No, not Milner. Who's our other – who's our third midfielder? Oh, oh actually, talking about Milner, he actually played decent defense. He played a pretty decent game against Arsenal. Who? Milner? Milner. Yeah. I think Fabinho will start, though. Hmm? No, no, Milner, he was moved back to the defense, I thought. Yeah, he was left back. No. Yeah. Yeah, he was left back. Do you think he'll play ahead of Robertson? I don't think no. so. No. Not for this game. But he had a decent game when he yeah, brought he had a decent game. But I think we I think we would go with Fabinho still. Fabinho, Jones, mm-hmm. and um, Genie, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, what do you think? Do you think Fabinho? Yeah, because we're not playing Fabinho at a center back, so. Yeah, but we can't rest Fabinho now, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Has to be that. Yeah, and he's not playing center back. Yeah. So that's that's the Villa game. I don't I don't know. We'll see. I'm yeah, I don't know. I really we need to win that game. We just need to win. We, should, yeah, we need to win every game. <laughs> we're desperate, right? We we screwed up so much already, we need to win every game, practically. Mm-hmm. Uh this is a home game, so this has to be a winnable game for us. So other fixtures coming up. Um, Crystal Palace, Chelsea. Can Chelsea drop points again? Hopefully. Hopefully. What What do you actually think? Um, if Chelsea's gonna drop points, it's gonna be like a cheese nil nil draw. But um, Chelsea would realistically win this like two two nothing. Yeah, I, but I, I really want. I really would want to hope. I'm with you too, no, because they're yeah. solid defensively usually. So no. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I would say Chelsea would win. At least they have better chances. Better chances, and yeah, they 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 did a good game in the Champions League. At least they got the win, so they have some confidence going into this game. So I would say they would win. Uh, then uh, this is oh, this is this is actually a huge match. Yeah, this is the most important game for us. West Ham versus oh, West. That's a huge game for us. Like, what result? Okay, what result do we want? Because we're at a draw, right? Mm-hmm. A draw or a Leicester win, I think, is the two. The two. A Leicester win because that would put Leicester, I guess, farther ahead, and it would, yeah. but it would open the spot, the fourth spot, more to us. Yeah, 
Because West Ham would lose. But if West- anywhere, if Leicester won, we would have a good chance of sneaking into that fourth shot. But if they drew, then I think we have an equal chance of either getting three or four. Yeah, but I'm gonna say one one. This is like both teams are pretty good. West Ham are home, so I guess they're maybe they they have a good chance. But one one, I think, is a fair result. Yeah, I'd say one one and Lingard and Vardy. Yeah, that's fair enough. No more. I'm not sure. What do you think? Or you don't? I know yeah, you don't really want the Prem, but like. What do you think? It's a tough game to expect. So I would say a one-one. It's it's really hard to to say yeah. who's gonna win this game. Yeah, it's like two good teams. So two decent, like promising teams. Then this is a, another big game: Tottenham versus Man United. Not as big as a, of the game as West Ham or Leicester for us, but like this is a big game overall. Mourinho against his former club. Will Man United get revenge after the six-one win? To be honest, um, I think we have to cheer for Man United in this game. I can't believe. Yeah, my- and uh, I actually, if Man United win, I wins. I'm gonna be upset that they won, but then we could just joke that Tottenham bowled it again. Yeah. Uh what do you think? What, what what's your score prediction here? Um, again, two nothing for Man United. For Man United, I'm gonna go for maybe two one. I'm going for one one. The same score as last year. They play. Yeah, that's a solid guess. I'd say 2-1 Manu. Okay. That's good results for us, to be honest. Manu, they're in the top four. It doesn't really make mm. to us. Uh, Omar? Uh, I would go with your expectation, 1-1. One, one. Tottenham mm. uh, are trying to get back on their feet, and Man United are in good perf- are in good shape, so I would say 1-1. One, one. Yeah, Man United won today 2-0, right, in the Europe League? Yeah. That's actually that's a big thing as well because Man United are we're focusing on the Europa League. You know, today was like an easy game for them, but like you know, to, like there's only a few days between the, that game and the and the Tottenham game, and Tottenham had a week rest, so that could be a big impact as well. But yeah, I think one one is a fair result. Uh, then Brighton Everton. That's like Everton are kind of where, kind of I I'm not sure where actually where Everton. Because they drew the other day, right? Um, let me check quickly. Oh yeah, they have a game yes. in hand, so they're actually yeah they're in it because they have they they have forty seven points two behind us. Yeah, but they have mm-hmm. a, a game in hand against Spurs. I think it's against Spurs. I don't know. They have a game in hand. Yeah, against- we're gonna need Chelsea to drop points. Like we're gonna need everybody to drop points. Bro, it's it's desperate times. But what what's your prediction for Everton Brighton? The um, here or I'd say. I mean, Everton probably would win because it's like they're just a better side. And I'd say like they'd win something like one nothing. But Brighton could surprise us. And in order to stay out of, obviously, their bottom half team, in order to stay safe, they'd want to win this. And they haven't looked that decent in their last few games. So this could be a statement win for them if they put in the effort. And Brighton could come away with a, a win or I'd say a draw is actually really likely for this match. Well, Everton have been winless in four games. They lost three games. Chelsea, Burnley, uh, Man City, and then tied Crystal Palace. I feel like it's meant for Everton to get a win. So I'm going to say 2-1. It's probably going to be one of those Brighton performances where they're just unlucky and they can't score a goal. So 2-1, Everton. Omar, Omar, what's your prediction for this one? Yeah, Everton are definitely a better side for this game. But also Brighton want to keep up their chances of of staying in the Premier League. So I would say 2-1 for Everton. Mm. 
Okay. Two one for Everton. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. So that's all the Premier League games, the big ones. But we have, I mean, we have, especially since we're playing Real Madrid after this, we have to talk about this game for like a, a bit for a bit. Real Madrid Barcelona El Clasico. The big, uh, the biggest game right now, I think, and definitely in the in Real Madrid season, Barcelona season, especially given this, given the circumstances in the league, it's at three o'clock at, I guess Real Madrid's training ground. You guys play like a training ground now, right? Like, it, yeah, uh, yeah. Klopp wasn't happy about that. He was that was kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, it was weird. Like he plays a game on the like the stadium. Uh, it was weird. But yeah, in the standings, uh, right now, Atletico Madrid are sixty six have sixty six points. They had like a twelve point lead, but they started to bottle it as as the season progressed. They gained a lot of mixed results. Like in La Liga, they a few draws, a few lo- surprise losses to like teams like Levante, and like a lot of these like some weird. Barcelona games. has been in good form recently. Yeah, and Barcelona and Real Madrid have all been like undefeated in the past in La Liga since like since when. Since when? Like since December, right? Yeah. Barca, since Atletico started running away with it. Yeah, Barca were undefeated since December. Real Madrid were un, were unbeaten in La Liga since uh, January, since February. So mm-hmm. that's a, there. These long sustained runs means that Barca are second now. Real Madrid are third. Barca one point behind Atletico. Real Madrid two three points behind Atletico. So. A win, um, so a win for either team is huge. So Omar, how are you feeling for this game? Yeah, this game is gonna be so important for the La Liga title decision. If we win this game, we're gonna get closer to Atletico Madrid, and we're gonna be in second place. Also, it's gonna be a confidence booster for the Champions League game. But it's a tough game because. Barcelona have been pretty good so far, but our defense is terrible. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I'm looking at your fixtures. After this game, you guys have an easy run in the in La Liga. Yeah, the only hard game is Seville. While Barcelona still has to play, they have to play teams like, they have to play, it's Barca and Atletico Madrid are still playing each other this year. Yeah. And I'll Atlantic, say, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, and then Atleti play like Real Sociedad as well. Atletico Bilbao. So they have a few tough games in there. So, yeah, what are you going to say, Omar? Yeah, um, I would say the Barcelona Atletico Madrid game is going to be very decisive for the title. At least if Atletico wants to win this title, they have to win this game. But if they lose, they lose. Well, that's an away game at Camp Nou. So that's going to be a tough one for them, for Atleti. I mean, so what? So you're confident you win this game? What's like your what actually how would you line up for this game? Because because you obviously have the big game at Anfield on 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 Wednesday. This is being played on Saturday. So like how do you think Zidane will rotate players? I mean, this is the biggest a big game for you guys. Like, how will you approach this game given given the quick turnaround? Yeah, I'm not sure if Sergio Ramos is gonna be fit for this game, but it would be nice to see him play this game. Also there's some rumors about Hazard being fit. Uh, I don't think he should. He's like, he's going to perform good if he plays. But I'm not too sure about rotation because most of the attackers are, are young. So hmm. so you'd expect to play a similar team, right? With the same back line. Same yeah. 
in backline, I mean, you have no choice except that backline because all your defenders are out. Like the two main ones are out, Varane Ramos. Probably you would have Vasquez probably right back, right? Yeah. So probably similar to – well, actually, what happened to Marcelo? I wanted to ask that because Armand was telling me every time Marcelo played, you guys lose. So what happened? I think he actually he, – he, he's, he's just unlucky this season. He He's not able to – He's been aging and he's just like feels tired. He's not able to perform at his normal um, performance and like defense properly. So that's why he's not fit for most of our games. Mm, so you would say Mandy is better, right? Mandy definitely. Yeah. He, actually, he actually played well against us, I have to say. Yeah, he, but I think like Mandy is very good in defense, but it's not he's not as good as Marcello in attacking. Yeah, obviously Marcello is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the midfield speaks for itself, right? For you guys. Yeah, maybe he would rest Modric. Maybe he would come on as a substitute. Would you put on instead? Valverde, if he's mm. fit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who would be a front three then? Um, I'm not too sure if he's going to rest Asensio, but he might just like sub him off. So I would say Asensio, Benzema, and Vinicius. Mm, so same front three. But who would, who would come on Isco instead, right? If anything. Yeah. Still a strong team. So, yeah, Dylan, what do you think will happen in this game? Um, I think it's going to be like a – it could be actually a really good El Clasico. Yeah. And I think it's going to be 1-1 at the half. And then the one thing that I think is that Messi is probably going to do some crazy thing in the second half and just yeah. shove it in Real's face again. But – I don't know because Messi hasn't been happy with yeah. Barcelona. He's been, so. he's been playing well lately, right? Omar, mm-hmm. Omar, you watch Liga more. Messi's been playing well lately, or yeah, I think he's he's not too good or too bad. He's just like inconsistent. But this game is gonna be really interesting to see. Yeah, to turn up. Mm-hmm. But Barca, it's like a. Barca really transitioning to that younger team. Like they have like players like Dest on their team now. They have, well, they. Have, I mean, Dest is the one that pops up to me like the most. But like they have a lot, of, and they have that guy who's really good. I forgot his name, but they have they have a few young players who are really good. If Messi stays with them, I think Barcelona could get back to their historic form because mm-hmm. this is a very similar team to how I saw Barcelona in the early 2000s with a few veterans and a few very young players. And once the young players get to that age, and if the veterans like Messi stay and really mentor them, they are, it's gonna, they could hit another, they could find players that are just like, like the new superstars, basically. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think, Ramon Dreader probably need to be going in, in that transition to where Barca are going, right, Omar? Because like you're, a lot of your players are aging, as you mentioned. Yeah. Also, like, Real Madrid lost so many young players, like, to each to Chelsea. Like, um, also, who else? Uh, I guess, like, for the for Real Madrid's transition, we need good centre-backs. We really have no good defence mm. after Sergio Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, players who could who could play there on a one game basis, kind of, but not like consistently, right? Yeah, this is seen with many players like Isco. Like Isco's very good, but like he's not consistent. He's not consistent. Yeah. 
No, it's just well, why do you not sign anyone this year? Is it because of the whole coronavirus thing situation? Obviously, you're re doing a rebuild for you're redeveloping your stadium. So, is that do you think that's why? Or yeah, I think it's because of the innovations. I think I read some news that this is like costing the club so much money and debt. So oh, that's why I think, especially with the COVID, like this kind of came yeah. in time. Well, if you want to do it sometime, the the developments, you do it now when there's no fans. Yeah. So. That's that's the only plus about it, but yeah, definitely agree. So, so Omar, you predicted the Real Madrid win, right? Um, it's very hard to predict. I, I I'm not very positive about our game, so I would say a Barcelona win, three one. Three one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was saying two one. Omar is not confident. I mean, you weren't confident about the Liverpool game. You said, "What was your prediction of the Liverpool game before this?" I didn't expect to win. To be honest. There you go. What was your prediction though? Well, what would you what would you have thought of before? I was actually so afraid about Liverpool's front three. I was like three one for Liverpool. Like oh, a big yeah, score okay. for Liverpool. So maybe 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 that's working for you. I don't know. Maybe that's giving. Maybe it's like Dylan. Remember when me and you were like saying we would lose every game. Yeah, yeah, this works. Just and I just have no low confidence. If we win, it's a miracle for us. That's like how I approach approach these games, but yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this could be a I think this could be a potential to be a really good game. I'm gonna say two one, two one Barca. To as well, I think Dylan said two one as well, right? So, yep. Yeah, yeah. We I think we went through all all the games, so we have yeah. We, so we we have a big game against Aston Villa. Madrid have a big, a bigger, big, big, big game against Barcelona. We're fighting for top four. Real Madrid are fighting for the La Liga title. And then we'll be fighting together at Anfield on Wednesday, the big night at Anfield without any any fans. So the empty Anfield. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it'll be another famous night at Anfield. And we could get the win. Omar will just hope will hope that that unlike Barca, they could actually hold on to a lead. That's significant hold what they have right now. It's not not it's better than it's it's not as good as three nil, but three one is still a bit a decent decent lead. So yeah, I, so thank you, Omar, for for coming this week. Thank you for having me. No problem, and Dylan, obviously, like always, thank you for being here. No problem. Always good to be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is so. This could be the second episode on YouTube. Hopefully, yeah. I think Dylan, this is your first one mm -hmm. on YouTube. So, hope we'll see. Hopefully, this will be posted before the Austin Villa game. But <laughs> fingers crossed. Last time, last time it was posted like a last time this was posted like an hour before the Arsenal game. So, Whew. yeah. Well, the, listen that. It's this. It, it it does take a while to get this out, especially now it's on YouTube. To be honest, no, I understand. So I do want Brian. Yeah, I, I understand Brian, and he has a lot of. He's doing a lot <laughs> of stuff right now too. He does every. They do every sport in sports universe. Mm -hmm. So obviously, Brian's doing a good job of giving us a platform as well. So I don't want to diss him here, but yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see you all next week when we hope when we hopefully beat Real Madrid two 0 get into the Champions League semifinals. Omar's <laughs> like no, and play Chelsea FC, or maybe Porto could get a three 0 win or something. I don't know. 
I'm I'm think I'm dreaming too much, but yeah, see you guys next week. See you guys.